Welcome and thanks for joining us on today's episode of Discussions with Derek and Susan. You can catch us on all major listening platforms and you can watch Derek and Susan live in the studio on YouTube. Now let's hand it over to Derek and Susan. Welcome to Discussions with Derek and Susan. We would love for you to just subscribe to us if you've not done so. You can hit the button below or share this with someone, like us and comment. We'd love to hear from you. Today we're going to be starting a new series in this podcast on the marketplace. A very exciting Woo-hoo. subject that we are passionate about. I believe God uh, is passionate about the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to talk about influencing or impacting or uh, leading or leading in the marketplace. I guess all those words are, are, are good. Um, God has called us to be a leader. John Maxwell says that leadership is influence. And mm-hmm. so I know you're uh, in the marketplace. I've also, God's brought me into the marketplace um, Jesus gave us the Great Commission. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. The word world is the word um, cosmos, which actually means the, the social ethnic groups of society. So what mm-hmm. was he saying? Go into the marketplace right. and preach, be an influence, um, mm-hmm. be a leader, uh, and bring forth the gospel and be salt and light. And mm-hmm. so let's break this down and talk a little bit about it. You know, I grew up in a time when... Um, Many people, you know, were against the marketplace. You know, we're in the world and not of the world. And many people listening out there, you might have understood that, that, you know, if you want to serve God, you give all your money away, go to Bible school and, uh, you know, be in the church. Um, but that's not the right mentality because we all go right. outside of the world and who's going to be able to influence the world? Yeah, that's true. And uh, uh, Jesus says we are to make disciples of all nations, yep. right? So we need to understand that making disciple is about leading people. And um, and when we say leading in a marketplace, some people, some of you may think that, oh, it's for those who are uh, running a department or running a company or, you know, having specific uh, leadership position. But I do think that leadership is a 360 concept where we can uh, lead whether we lead people uh, that is our peer or we can uh, lead people that are underneath us, we can also lead people that are above us. Uh, leadership is about influence. So what, what are, who are we influencing? We are influencing everyone that we interact with, whether at home or in the church or in the marketplace. And we can lead, we can influence anyone, 360 leadership. Yeah, that's right. And so um, how do we become that influence then? And we talk about influence, what is it? It's basically bringing our values, um, bringing our faith, um, bringing progressiveness, um, God's progressive into the marketplace. And so influencing isn't mean we just go out and, you know, try to convert someone and every head bowed, every eye closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, I love the quote by St. Ignatius. He said this, preach the gospel and only use words when necessary. And so as we're in the marketplace, it may be different how we're preaching, how we're doing it, but it's being a testimony. Um, it's taking um, our values, our convictions to go there, that there's something different about us um, because Christ is emulating through us in the marketplace. So maybe, you know, as a marketplace person yourself, um, you know, right. share a little bit with us on how um, you do that. I know you have a, a team of many agents that are successful and how they're also gaining influence in the marketplace um, how does someone listening who maybe has that desire but doesn't know how begin to start where they're at to 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 bring influence and lead in the marketplace? 
Yeah, I think it's always God's uh, uh, idea for us to influence, to to be the salt and the light. The Bible says we are the, to be the salt and the light. So wherever we are, we are to influence uh, the people for Christ. We are supposed to bring in God's culture into our sphere, into our territory, so that God can establish himself in the midst of these people, in the midst of uh, your office, your your business. So that's always God's uh, intention. So we talk about, uh, let's go back to the Garden of Eden, right? Uh, when God uh, raised up Adam, created Adam, and gave Adam a, a responsibility to tend the garden and to build it uh, from there, to build civilization from there to, uh, you know, uh, he said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. So God was not just contented to just have a little garden with Adam and Eve running around chasing butterflies, you know, and eating fruits butterflies. from the trees. <laughs> <laughs> so God wanted Adam and Eve to use all the resources that he has given to them to expand, to grow. So, um, we talk about this as the culture mandate. So there's two components of the culture mandate. One of them is to harness the world, right? To uh, to multiply, to expand, to grow what God has given to us and to extract as much as possible from what God has uh, created, right? And the other component about culture mandate is what? Is bring social order. Bring social order. Bring the order of God wherever we go. And that is the component that is very much missing right now in, in our earth. I see a wind blowing on the nations of the earth, stirring the hearts of men and bringing refreshing. As it continues to blow, it gains momentum and becomes an unstoppable torrent that sets things in order in the earth. The sleeping giant is awakening through the power of the Holy Spirit. A people, the church, activated in the gifts and demonstration of the Spirit. Altars are filled with repentant hearts longing for a move of God. I see a great awakening has begun. And many Christians, they are very good at harnessing the world. We are very good at harnessing and, and you know, uh, being prosperous, successful, or, um, you know, uh, being fruitful. But yet, bringing the social order is missing. But it's important to bring the social order because without the social order, people cannot see God. You have disorder. <laughs> yeah, disorder. And that's why society breaks down. Marriages yeah. are, are broken. And uh, why, God does, uh, why people do not see the power of God, even when Christians congregate. Even if in a company there are so many Christians working and they may have some sense of success, but people do not feel the presence of God. They don't see the evidence of uh, God's holiness. Yeah. And, and so I think, you know, in that influence is learning wherever we're at, you know, to practice the presence of God, bringing the presence of God, bringing um, Christian character, fruit of the spirit into that place where people see uh, uh, us different. You know, maybe when the world and in the marketplace, they're just there. They want to do the least amount of work and make the most amount of money and get the most benefits. But, you know, as our, our culture in, in Christ is there, we're there, what, to be influenced. We're there to be a blessing. 
Um, every time Jesus sent the disciples out or he sent the, the followers out, he said, go and let your blessing come upon the place that you're at. And so we're there to be a blessing. We should be the best employees um, of our companies. We should be the best entrepreneurs or wherever we're at because we embrace the culture of honor. Um, wherever we are, we're bringing blessing. We show up early. We leave late. We work hard. We bring creativity. We're not gossiping and backbiting. All of those things, they're simple things, but that uh, makes us stand out. And uh, as we have that kind of character, we're going to excel. You know, I'm reminded of Joseph, and he was in, in the prison. You know, he was in the pit. He was in negative situations. He was falsely accused. But every situation he was in, his character, um, as God was working in him, brought him to a place of influence until he became the number two. And so um, that's how we can influence, you know, um, through our right. attitude, through just being a blessing. You know, sometimes we get a little religious as Christians. We try to spiritualize everything and, you know, think it's it's how we do things in, in church, in the four walls of the church. But that's, we miss it if we just limit it to that. Yes, I want to expound on that, uh, Derek. Yes, being a, a good Christian, working hard and honoring and all that, those are the basics. This is This is not even something we should debate about. That as a believer, we must embrace a teaching. But you know, many people don't do that. Some Christians yeah. are, the, are the worst employees. <laughs> so we right. got to start with the basics. Right. And that is why I say, why are we not influencing the world that we should? Yeah. It's because we don't even embrace the basic. And then some Christians are settled with just embracing the basic, that we are supposed to be a blessing. But when I talk about the social order, I'm talking about addressing the culture of the marketplace. Once you arrest the culture, bring it unto subjection to the word of God, that's where the blessing, like a floodgate, is open. So we can be a good worker, but to transform a culture requires a group of people. It is not one person. So in every uh, industry, in every company, in every territory and sphere, God will always raise up one man or one woman and give them a vision to come and in alignment with him, just like Moses in alignment with God, and bring about transformation. So addressing culture of your industry and your company is a scary thing because you're coming against the way people normally do things. In every business, there are culture that come against the word of God. And because the culture comes against the word of God, even though there are many harnessing of wealth, but there's a lot of disorder, abuse, and uh, many demonic things that happens uh, behind the scene. So we need to arrest all of that. And that's why God will raise up one man and one, wo one woman and gather the people together and in unison, just like uh, in the upper room, call down, bring order and call down the presence of God so that the people, whether they are believers or not, will experience the goodness of God and when they experience the goodness of God, they will come to know Him. You know, in today's practice, in our world today, we share the gospel because people are in trouble. So because they are in trouble, we introduce them to Jesus. But do you know that's not God's intent? God's intent is that people come to Him because they see His glory. And in the Bible, it shows me that in the last days, God's glory will come and people will run to the house of God. So God is wanting to pour out his glory. But will one man, one woman arise, gather his sheep, gather his people, and say, we are going to change things. We are going to arrest the wrong culture, bring in the culture of God, and establish the evidence of the kingdom. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about kingdom culture in our, in our next episode. But 
you know, it's not just hearing um, from God and having a vision or a dream or going up and seeing a fiery bush. Um, it's basically getting the burden of the Lord for where we're at right. um, to be able to influence. And then, yeah. like you said, find people of like and precious mm-hmm. uh, faith. We're, we're the ecclesia. We're the called out ones. And mm-hmm. as we're called out, uh, finding other people that embrace that same thing, starting with prayer, starting um, with believing God that he can raise us up and give us influence. You know, um, as we end the session, you know, Deuteronomy tells us, Deuteronomy 28, that what God gives us the power to get wealth, that what he would establish his covenant, that what the people would know there's a God in heaven. That's what you talk about, the glory of God. As God begins to prosper us as you know, there's favor upon us, we have favor with God, we have favor with man, then what happens? People begin to see there's something about us and they're attracted to that. It's not our down and out story. And thank God for those, you know, we, mm-hmm. you know, we were lost and we were found and, you know, we, we came from brokenness and God healed us. And that that's part of the gospel too. Right. But, uh, you know, Jesus also went after the tax collectors. They were doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. He went after the, uh, you know, the doctors who, mm-hmm. who were educated. And mm-hmm. so, um, we, we shouldn't just limit ourselves to that and in the marketplace believe that uh, we can be that influence, finding people that we can come together and pray with. Maybe, you know, in your workplace, you're not sure. We'll go around and finding out who's a believer, who wants to uh, come early and pray for your business, pray for your company, pray for your office and come together and uh, begin to network. We talk about networking a lot in the marketplace, but networking with other Christians right. and beginning to pray that we can be uh, have an influence. That's God's desire for our for us. And as we begin to unite our desires with his desires, God will orchestrate us and make a way and bring us into a place of influence. We pray Mm. you're blessed by this podcast. If you have, subscribe to us, share it with somebody in the marketplace so they can have the right mentality, the right mindset. And let's believe we'll be the Ecclesia and go out and make a difference in our world. Tune in next week as we talk on kingdom culture. It's going to be great. Have a great week ahead. See you soon.